What's going on guys? It's your boy Random Guy Kev and this is Thoughts of a Random Guy. We talk about many things dealing with love, dating, relationships, adulting, life's ups and downs, and the ever-evolving world of just being a human. Don't forget to check me out on all your favorite social media platforms at Random Guy Kev and my website at randomguykev.com. Today's topic is vulnerability in a social media driven world. And my co-host for this episode are I'm KK Keke Kerline, depending on your nationality. Uh, but on social media, definitely Patty Mayonnaise. And I'm here with my boyfriend. <coughs> it's me. My name is hey, Mal. Yo. <laughs> my name is Mal. Uh, I got to give social media handles too. Okay. You it's up to you, boss. You know, fo- uh, follow me on the gram. You feel me? Uh, Mal underscore the number two DA. <laughs> that's Mal to the, okay, for those who don't know. Again, that's Mal underscore the number two DA. Your voice is so deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> My Thank you guys for uh, popping up for this ed- episode. So we're going to talk about vulnerability. And I feel like it's vulnerability is a touchy subject because a, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like talking about vulnerability Fact. in general. Right. You have you to be like vulnerable talk- to talk about vulnerability. Correct. Right. And right. I feel like not a lot of people um, know how to be vulnerable or know, don't know what that means. Um, for me personally, literally, uh, it's... I'm vulnerable with the right people. Can't mm. be vulnerable with everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everybody will use your vulnerability against you, and that's scary. Um, you kind of want to avoid that, but it's it's again, it's about knowing the people around you and who you can, you know, tell everything to. And not everybody you can do that with. Everybody's some people are against you. So let's be honest. It's like you start babbling it off. You start being soft with them. And they'll be like, you know, bring it up at another time. You remember that time I was this person for you? And (laughs) it's like, bro, what? Like, why why are you bringing that up? That's between us. That was our moment. That was our vulnerable moment. So when are you saying it's okay to be vulnerable then? Like, when is it like... Around the right people, personally. It's around the right people. And the people that you can trust. Literally... I called your brother uh, probably like two days ago, 6 a.m., driving, driving home, yeah. and was like just crying. Yeah. Crying. Wow. Like he's one of the few people I call <clears throat> straight up and just yeah. like, you know, tell him straight up what it is. And he got me. I know yeah. he's one of the few people that got me. And, um, and I always appreciate him for that. And like there's other people that's like, that I can do that with not everybody because right. I've I've been in a situation where I've done that with somebody somebody I was dating at the time like years ago where I was vulnerable with them and they were just like oh men aren't supposed to cry stop being a little bitch and I'm like what oh, all right oh, all right <laughs> okay I guess I know who, who who I need to to burn these bridges with right because right. if they're supposed to be your person essentially that shit wild. Um, but I mean, I've had that person at times. And sometimes you don't always want to be vulnerable. You'll have your moments when it just comes up. Other times, it just, you know, you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. I like that you said you have to know who to be vulnerable around because, like, yes and no, right? So, absolutely, you want to be vulnerable in a safe space, a space where you feel like it won't be thrown back in your face or used against you and things of that nature. But I know for me, especially growing up in like a Haitian church, 
People used to give testimonies out the wazoo, and it would be like information like, "Oh, you didn't have to tell me that, sis." Yeah, mm-hmm. like I did. I think Haitians <laughs> and maybe other cultures too have this thing of oversharing, right. yep. and so it's interesting to see how. And I remember seeing like the look on Madakas' face, like, "Why is she still talking?" But yeah. like. Also, in this day and age, I feel like everyone is being extra vulnerable on social media, mm-hmm. telling everyone their business. Like, I don't but know if that's a celebrity media. thing. There, that's, the, that's the thing right there. You said social media. Why are you doing Which means the media? world. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this world. on social media? But I think sometimes people think, like, that's freeing to get something off your shoulders. My with, pastor says all the time. strangers? Expo- yeah. But exposure brings disclosure. Sometimes... People rather out themselves than give someone the power to out them. Mm. That's like a, a, I think in my opinion, that's like a power move. Like I'm gonna, I, I'm okay sharing this because if you hear it from someone else, you can say you heard it out my mouth. Because sometimes people will use things that you've told them in confidence. Sometimes things you are vulnerable and use it, like you said, to throw it back in your face to use it against you. So when. Sometimes it's things that we want to be vulnerable, absolutely something should be kept a secret. But also some things, it, it frees you and it takes, it gives you a sense of power to know that you were the one that shared, not that anyone could share it on your behalf. Your testimony definitely has power. I, I believe mean, that, for sure. I, I agree, but again, it's like, you're already, we, we're living in a society where it's already, you already get judged as a male as a black male at that for being vulnerable being soft sharing these feelings it's like okay everybody wants you to share your feelings but when you do share those feelings it's mm-hmm. like oh this motherfucking bitch this bitch <laughs> this bitch this bitch right here <laughs> so, i feel like that actually happened recently on social media who was it i don't think it was tyrese even though he does cry a lot it was someone else young jock young jock was on social media oh, and he was crying thing. yes and some people well received it some people didn't of course but I'm the type of person, I'm definitely empathetic, and like, if I see a grown man crying, I'm gonna cry. I don't know if you're crying about your shoelaces not being tied, mm-hmm. you missed the mm-hmm. ice cream truck, but I'm, I, I just feel a sense of like, ugh, like sympathy for that person. And so it's like, I'm that's all set, for- That setup though, like, it's like, okay, I get it. You wanna share yourself before someone else shares your stuff, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like, keep that shit to yourself. Facts. Keep that shit to keep that shit to the people that matter. These people on the internet don't matter. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe about in so, them. being vulnerable on social media, social media. I I don't believe in it. I feel like some people do it just to re-clout their clout or whatever. Mm. I mean, clout. I mean, just Ooh. I don't know, revamp their clout. They yeah, their clout. it's something to get people talking. Yeah, Young Jock probably did it because his music not getting any more streams. Maybe hey, I don't yo. know, but you know. Some people just do it just because, like, they want to feel like they. Yeah, I mean that. That's another thing about being vulnerable. Some people do it because they want to feel like they they matter and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe they're not getting attention at home or from a significant other, so they go they they go to social media. But for me, I I feel as though like it's just a stunt. Some most of the time, I feel like it's a stunt. Yeah, for you to set up the camera and mm-hmm. you know start crying and share. I get it. <laughs> do do what you do what you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But don't allow social media to tell you the right or right way to do it, right or wrong way to do it. Because right. again, it's like not everybody cares. This is entertainment for me. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. Like, like, oh wow, you heard young young Jock? He was crying the other day. We don't know about what, but he was crying. 
<laughs> it's like, he was bro, crying, go, go, seek, go seek therapy. Facts. And Facts. most of these people don't seek therapy. But Some I of these think also, sometimes, what? okay, granted, celebrities sometimes is a tricky subject because like the rest of your life is already on front street, especially if you're doing reality TV and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, if you're already sharing, then share, right? Mm -hmm. But also I do agree that some people who have no business crying on camera and posting it are doing it for clout reasons. And sometimes them doing that makes everyone else look fraudulent. Right. I think, but again, I still stand on the fact that sometimes sharing your feelings on a public platform can be very freeing for you, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the viewer, but more so you getting off your chest. But there is a time and place for things. Like me, I have no business recording myself crying <laughs> and posting it because when I already have a group of friends, a group of supporters that I could have easily called you, talked to you, and all that <laughs> stuff. Me going to social media, post that, people are gonna be like, all right, is this a joke? I'm just, I'm just looking at people crying and then they they oh let me grab my phone and, and go on live so people can see me cry like mm -hmm. what's your thought process behind that i'm crying already <laughs> oh i want people to see me crying like this is gonna be great i'm gonna get like come on come on fam come on listen i cry I, I listen like i have my moments um i feel like i tell people enough people that's like i have my moments around my birthday around my sister's birthday around my dad's birthday around their dad's where i'm gonna sit there and cry Right. I'm just gonna it just happens like I just start crying and I'm not gonna sit there and cry let me let me get on video camera and share why I'm crying for what fuck these people I don't know these people <laughs> fuck these people they got nothing to do with my life they're they're here for entertainment purposes Facts. the only people I'm probably again who I'm gonna cry around are people that I fuck with and that I trust mm -hmm. and it's like I just want to make sure I'm not sounding crazy when I when I am crying, it's like, yo, I just I'm sorry, I just need somebody here. That's it. That's yeah. why I'm crying. Like, I wish they were here, but they're not. But you're here, so let me cry to you, and keep yeah. it pushing. And again, for social media, I feel like social media dictates how we're supposed to feel, mm -hmm. how we're supposed to be vulnerable, how we're supposed to be emotional. And it's like people allow that to hover over them, like. Oh no, my man is supposed to do this, or my girl's supposed to do. Nah, fuck that shit. Fuck social media. Take a step back, and actually like talk to your person and ask them like, yo, like, have you ever felt vulnerable? Have you ever been in a, a space where you just let everything out? Some of us haven't, and some of us are too scared because of the stigma of social media. Right. People that will judge you based I, again, like I said, I've been judged because I've been vulnerable with a person that I thought I could be vulnerable with and it bit me in the ass mm -hmm. so it's like again it's like ask yourself the question who can you be vulnerable with Facts. before being vulnerable because social media don't care it that should go straight to the shade room yeah facts and then you, you're, you're the next meme of this uh, of the year <laughs> yeah and, oh my god people are quick to meme you Yo, they're still memeing Tyrese. Like, come on, yeah, easy. like, yeah, word. I'm surprised Jock ain't, ain't ain't get a meme yet. So, oh, it's soon. It's gonna it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. And you know, with the whole vulnerability, does emotional availability jump into that? Facts. Mm. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Does you being vulnerable show your emotional availability to whoever you're dealing with, or just to the people around you? That's a really good question. Yes and no, because, okay, so I had a friend mm -hmm. whose girlfriend wanted him, or at least she framed it that she wanted him to be 
more emotionally available. So of course mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, what do you mean? And she basically, when it came down to it, she was like, well, I've never seen you cry. And he was like, and if that's, if that is your only like foot to stand on for your reasoning on why you think I'm not emotionally available, then we have mm-hmm. nothing else to talk about. Because I think sometimes, especially for women, um, they want to know like, oh yeah, my man can cry on my shoulder. He can tell me anything and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes emotionally available and vulnerability do not have to be synonymous. Yep. Uh, sometimes being emotionally available just means that we have an emotional connections. And if I'm down and out or if you're down and out, not necessarily crying, but like, oh, you've had a bad day. You're going through something with your family. Again, not necessarily tears that we can communicate and get through this. You know what I'm saying? And, and there can be some type of resolve. But for you want for you to want someone to boohoo cry on your shoulder, that's some type of narcissistic. I want to feel like you need me type thing that mm. I don't get behind. So I think sometimes being emotionally available versus vulnerable can be two different things can look like two different things sometimes being vulnerable just means i can share things with you not necessarily not necessarily things that are going to make me cry but maybe things that make me feel embarrassed or ashamed or you know what i'm saying make me feel like okay i'm less than and i feel comfortable telling you so maybe an insecurity things of that nature that can be vulnerable but emotional available has to do with like an emotional intelligence for us to be able to communicate on that level Right. understand each other and help each other resolve whatever's going on yeah and i think that emotional availability and vulnerability looks different to everybody for sure right. not not everybody's definition of those two things are the same like you said and it's like when you expect somebody to be a specific way kind of elaborate elaborate hey what does that mean to you mm-hmm. what, what what exactly does that vulnerability look like what does emotional availability look like and Maybe we can talk about it. Let's 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 take it from there. We're all humans at the end of the day. So the way that we approach things is kind of the same way how we were raised. Like right. was I ever vulnerable when I was younger? Was I ever mostly available when I was younger to like my family members, to people around me? Have I ever experienced that behavior? And some of us haven't. Right. Or we, you know, we were judged because we did we tried to, and it was like, yeah, nah. I know nah, growing up in a Haitian household, it. I think it's a lot harder. You said what happened? I mean, growing up in a, in a Haitian household, mm-hmm. like granted, I feel like a lot of Haitians now are a lot more reformed and like kids these days are almost like, you better say you love me or I'm going to hurt you type thing. Right. Yeah. But like um, before growing up, like my dad and my mom definitely like I can maybe count. I don't say count my fingers. They definitely showed us, right? Because that's the way we show you we love you. We provide for you and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But now they're definitely way more vocal and way more vulnerable about how they feel. My dad tells us he loves us all the time. My dad is super active in our group chats and things of that Mm -hmm. nature. I actually recently had a conversation with my mom. We had a situation that happened and I took her out to lunch and she shared with me things that happened in her past and things that were triggering for her. And when I tell you I was almost at the table crying, not because like I felt bad for her, but because I was like, dang, like if this was a couple of years ago, I know for sure we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Word. It would be something like, well, a child needs to stay in a child's place or like mind your business type of vibe it would have been giving. And for her to share as much as she did with me, I was like, Dang, we've really grown as a family, as a people or as a family that shares with each other that can be 
not only vulnerable and emotionally available for each other, but can support each other through it. Like I, she told me how she was feeling. I was able to tell her like, okay, I understand, but this is where you went wrong. Maybe you overreacted here. This is what we did to, you know, trigger you and we apologize for that. Like that was a really deep conversation that like I know a lot of people don't get to have with their parents. You see, and that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> people deal with traumas that they don't address. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, project it onto their kids, families, relationships, and they think it's okay until they learn about it. Yeah. They learn more about their trauma. Like, damn, I did that. That, damn, that's bad. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I apologize for doing that. Let me see if I can change, change that behavior. And I think, again, I feel like everybody in some way or form needs some type of ther- therapy. Especially yeah. Haitians. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. Especially <laughs> Haitians. Especially Haitians. Let's be honest. You know what? Uh, Haitians seek therapy from um, the Haitian pastors. That yeah. Grew up, yeah. That grew up in the same culture, the same strict father, same mm-hmm. um, strict mom. That they never had. They never had that love and affection growing up. So us, I've always I always say this to my mom and my aunt. We've been exposed to a different culture than you guys. So you guys don't understand some of the things that we do. So, or some of the things that we need from you, you know, you guys don't understand that because you guys were raised in Haiti where y'all had to fend for yourselves because y'all figured it out. Yeah. Right. Y'all had to figure it out. Your parents weren't giving you the, giving you the, you know, the, the roadmap, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they just sent you out the door, pat you on the butt. Yo, good luck, kid. You know, now us, it's <laughs> yeah, figured watching, out. Yeah. We're, we're us. We're watching like for me, like it traumatizing for me i'm watching kids celebrate their birthday in school my their parents bring in munchkins and and juice for the kids i'm like damn what my mom gonna do that for me <laughs> like yeah nah, that's, no that's, it's no that's, that's i'm, not, I'm laughing because that no, that, is so no, that definitely real. is a real thing because my, i remember telling her, oh for the she's like birthday no birthday. <laughs> i'm not paying for that can you bring munchkins can you bring pizza what you want me to my mom was like leave you want work? me to leave work yeah to leave come to your school to, and grant my birthday's in the summer so i don't even have time i don't even get a chance to celebrate it in school but i'm like yo like come on you could bring it in september like the first day of school like oh you know yeah something like that. i want to have what the kids had yo like you know that's that was that was an experience right there so like i, yeah. I like i said like i was saying like i always tell my parents you guys were exposed to a different culture than we were um and you know you guys just have to deal with the you guys put us in this culture I'm not blaming mm-hmm. you guys. You guys wanted us to have a better life than you did, but you know we grew up. The culture we grew up in is totally different from you. Like but absolutely, we spend more time with the culture in school and these Americans than we do at home because mm-hmm. we're at school all day. We're at home for another what four hours till we got to go to sleep, wake up, go to school. Then yeah. we go to church, and then we're we're sharing those same experiences with our friends in Sunday school or. We not mm-hmm. listening to the sermon because we in the bathroom just talking about <laughs> what, we talking about what we went through at school during the week. So you know, yeah. No, honestly, and if you let your Haitian parent tell it, they had to walk five miles to school right. carrying <laughs> ten pounds of groceries, and they had yeah. to fight a lion on the way home. Like, oh, right. okay, ma'am, but hey, look at you now. You right. got a car. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> I understand that type of trauma where like your parents never told you day in and day out they love you but they expected you to know because you still had a roof over your head and things of that mm-hmm. nature mm-hmm. i was like but the day the age we live in now is, and it's not their fault but like all this social media everything that's happening in the world is publicized right. now right yeah and yeah. i'm a huge believer in like 
your eye gates and different things that lead to your spirit, lead to your mind and things of that nature. I know friends whose like younger siblings had to be like, not hospitalized, but go to therapy, had to be medicated because they were like, oh, I feel this way and I feel that way. And these are like, you know, African children. And he's like, growing up, we, we didn't have a chance to feel that. He's right. like, mm -hmm. I was, I'm the oldest of this many children. I was already put in a position like, you need to help your sister, you need yeah. to help your brothers, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that this child can feel like, oh, I feel depressed. What? There was no word. You, right. If you were depressed, that was AKA lazy in nice. Asian culture. Yeah, you feel you depressed? Should go oh, go you do should go pray work. on it. Yeah, go right, pray. go pray. Go, go to church. Go, go pray in the bathroom. And then risk getting a <laughs> testimony about you in the beginning of church. Right. Uh, with all your business out there, so or, everyone can. Or at the New Year's Eve. Or at the New Year's <laughs> Eve. Oh, service. don't let it be New Year's, Jesus. New Year's Eve. Yeah, and service. it's and the crazy thing is like, as we grew older, being vulnerable with our parents, I feel like that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing, and telling them straight up how they made us feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of us, a lot of us probably still haven't done it, mm -hmm. for the, but for the ones that have done it, it's like, all right, I feel, I feel better now. I feel better, bro. I feel Which so much better I'm because with vulnerability, sometimes I absolutely agree. You want to be vulnerable around this, the people that you can trust, make sure it's a safe space. But just mm -hmm. the act of being vulnerable can be very freeing. I remember one of the first few, like when my dad started implementing, like having family meetings about things to discuss stuff that my youngest sister, she was super young at the time, like maybe this was five to seven years ago. And we were all talking, he had us do a meeting about like where you wanted to be, what your future goals were, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was still living in the house at this time. Mm -hmm. And I remember my younger sister like breaking out in tears and saying like, you know, this is what I wanted to do in my life. But you and talking to my parents, like you guys kind of condemned what my what I wanted my future to be. And so I kind of had to deal with it and do something else. Mm -hmm. And she was mm -hmm. crying. And I felt, of course, I started crying because like that's how my family is. And yeah. I felt so bad because it was something that we don't talk about often, how your parents put things on you. Like, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be a nurse, you need to do this, you need to make money. And right. no one ever asked you, like, okay, well, what do you like? What do you enjoy doing? What, do you, mm. what are you passionate about? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And for my and kudos to my parents for giving us that space to be vulnerable, to talk about those things. Um, because I promise you, if that never happened, we would have never known. Mm. We would have never known. And same thing for my aunt. My aunt and... Shout out to Auntie Jasmine. She is very like passionate about sharing things from their childhood, whether they were in Haiti or they just moved here. Because she's like, listen, I know back in the day, Haitians would make it seem like we went through World War III to get here and y'all have it easy. Right. She's like, but that's not the case. And general generational curses are real. We have to talk about things and be vulnerable and even sometimes be ashamed and scared or whatever the case is, insecure, because those things will free not only yourself, but your children and their children to come. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's like, it's <clears throat> it's scary at the end of the day. Yeah, all this sure. stuff, like you're learning all this stuff about your parents and what they went through, and you kind of don't want to bring that into your life mm -hmm. as far as like whatever toxic things they dealt with, whatever traumas they dealt with. You want to be better, and it's that's that's how it should always be. You should always try to be better than your parents and what they went through and the the situation. So, um, being able to to share those traumas and be vulnerable, that again takes a lot and for our i guess our parents to get to that point i mean they have to they have to grow with the times things yeah. change things yep. change they had they have to like 
we're always evolving. So like, they had to evolve with the times. Like, yeah, nah, you can't keep that in no more. <laughs> like, you beating my ass and then sending me to my room with food. That's that's not love. <laughs> like, that's not it. That's yeah, not the no, one. I'm just saying that's not that's not it. And, and it's, it's like super a lot of times they dress too, because that stuff leaks into your relationships, mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. your friendships. Like I remember having a conversation with Mal, like, hey, this is how my parents were, and like, there's definitely good there, but there's some things I don't want to repeat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And vice versa with his parents. Like, yeah, we love our parents to death, but there's some toxic things in there that we don't. We want to make sure we don't carry into our own relationship, into our own friendships, or even mm-hmm. repeat with like our cousins. Mm-hmm. No, and, and yeah, and I agree. I agree with that. Um, so when it for vulnerability, um, for both of you, are you guys vulnerable with your family members? Um, or up to a point? For me, I I wouldn't say I'm vulnerable with my immediate family, but my cousins, I'm more so vulnerable with them than I am with my brothers, my sisters. It's only because of the way we grew up. You know, mm-hmm. it's only because of the way my parents, you know, gr- you know, raised us. We like we have tough love for each other. Like, mm. like our love for each other is tough. But don't get me wrong. Like we gonna ride for each other. But our love is like tough. Like to the point, KK even questions like, "Damn, y'all really love each other like that?" Or <laughs> like it's it's real tough. Like we yeah, yeah. we're gonna let you. We let each other know what it is, how it is, or whatever. To the point, like sometimes. It's like we even move funny with each other, but you know, it's all out of like, fam. I, you know, I wasn't really trying to kick it with you today. That's all, bro. Like mm-hmm. the other day, I had a basketball game yesterday. My brother called. Why you ain't call me, fam? I, <laughs> I, 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 I was already embarrassing my family. I didn't want you to come through and embarrass us. <laughs> I used to play ball, but I tried to get back in there. And after like the first fifteen seconds, I'm like, yo, send a sub in right now. So mm-hmm. I know watching you play. Uh, yeah, you're gonna put a shame on the Gene family name. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm more vulnerable with my cousins, uh, with, with talking about relationships, talking about friendships, talking about work experience, anything like that. I'm more vulnerable with my cousins than I am with my immediate family. With me, it's it's a little different because Mal comes from a big family, but I kind of I feel like I come from an even bigger family sometimes. And my first cousins, and Mal has experienced this are literally like my extended siblings because we all grew up together. Granted, we didn't like spend every day with each other, but like the stuff that counts, right? When you spend a whole summer with your cousin, it feels like you grew up with like them your whole life. And so we like, we have a huge group chat. It's like 30 plus of us. And we like are very blunt people. We are very like say it to my face people and we deal with it. And so I think we all can be vulnerable with each other. Granted, people are clearly going to be closer to some people than others. But Mm -hmm. overall, I think even when we have spats, even when we have falling out, we always find a way to come back to each other. Like, we always find a way to keep people involved, to keep people abreast on what's going on. Like, if there's anything that was a secret, it won't be a secret much longer. So, like, yeah, yeah, we're very, like, in the know. At least we definitely put the effort to always be in the know with what's going on with each other, um, wh- whether big or small. Okay. What about and, you? Um, for for me, um, um, <clears throat> I mean, just like just like Miles said, like it's more so tough love over anything mm-hmm. <laughs> with family members, and then you know, uh, with specific people, I I am vulnerable with. It's not 
not everybody because Kevin's supposed to be the tough tough guy um but I mean I'm that that wall's kind of coming down when I can yeah. find that the right people to actually be vulnerable with mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of it I mean for for me personally for you guys as we close out um what advice would you give for people trying to understand what their vulnerability is and how to go about moving forward and sharing with the right people or not sharing with the the wrong people essentially i think one for sure is definitely have a safe space whether that's friends whether that's family whether that's a therapist like make sure you have a safe space to be vulnerable because i think what we didn't touch upon is when you don't have the opportunity to be vulnerable that's things that get bottled up and you Mm -hmm. basically have to deal with by yourself and it's super unhealthy um I think that even if it's only one person, um, make sure you have someone that's that outlet for you, that you can completely be like, guard down, mask off, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, for me, I, yeah, I, I agree. Find somebody you can be vulnerable with, um, you know, you can be 100, take mask off and all that stuff. Also, you got to, be vulnerable with yourself because sometimes I question my emotions mm, and that's good. you know I ask myself like do I really want to do this or how I'm feeling like you know because me I don't let nobody see like when I'm upset when I'm sad when I'm hurting mm-hmm. if I'm in pain like physical pain emotional pain none of that you know and then you know when I'm over it I, I bring it up you know I'll bring yeah. it up to somebody but for me I, I make sure I'm good within myself before I ask anybody um, for any advice or any help or you know, just to go before I go to anybody, I I always ask myself, do, you know, are you good? Like, is everything okay? You know, I make sure, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, good yeah. with myself first. You know? No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you guys for jumping on this episode with me. Where can they find you guys at again? Find me at Patty Mayonnaise. Don't ask <laughs> for TikTok. I'm not doing it. That's funny. Uh, Mal underscore the number two da. Now, okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, you guys can find me on all social media platforms at Random Guy Kev and my website at randomguykev.com. Don't forget to check in, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.